Shabbat Shalom to all our listeners today. Tim Karskan here, Christian Center Shreveport Daily Podcast. Our favorite one is Supernatural Friday, and we have a Christmas Eve miracle testimony of a resurrection gift of somebody being healed supernaturally by the power of God on Christmas Eve. Let's listen to this story. Shabbat Shalom. Friday. I know some of you are probably stressed out because of the day that it is. 22nd day of December. 1222. I love that. 2023. Hey, we love the number 22 light coming forth. Isaiah 2022. 22. Uh, the doors uh, that God opens, no man can shut. I pray that's a blessing to you today. And we have our supernatural story today. Uh, this is a major miracle that happened to this uh, precious saint, uh, a woman of God, and she had a tragic accident and needed a miracle, and God was faithful to show up on Christmas Eve. Now, there are days in your life that are important, and your birthday, etc., but th- when you have something supernatural happen on a certain day, you never forget that day. I'll share my Christmas Eve story after we get through with this, but listen to this testimony and be encouraged. Easter weekend, 1993, Emma McKinley lost her balance and fell from a storage loft at work. Her foot was lodged between boxes and her body hung upside down until a coworker found her and called 911. My head hit something very hard. And I did not come to until the next day. As Emma healed from the wound she received in the fall, she developed widespread reflex sympathetic dystrophy, known as RSD, a chronic and progressive nerve disorder that left her entire body in severe pain. I partnered up with God because this accident was bigger than I could handle. And I knew that I needed to know Jesus more in my life now than ever before. Eventually, Emma was bound to a wheelchair. Kathy Rutterberg has been her caregiver for the last 18 years. She could not walk at all. She was in her wheelchair 24-7 with the exception of toileting, and she's been like that for many, many years. Eventually, that pain got so bad in that foot and in the left hand that the foot started to grow crooked. Emma's left hand closed into a fist she was unable to open. Her neck and spine twisted to the left, leaving her body in an awkward and painful position. Her son Jason saw how hard life had become for his mother. It was difficult to see her just doing daily things. You can see the pain in her face, you know, and it's hard to see somebody go through that, you know, much less a a family member. 
Through the years, Emma maintained a positive attitude despite her painful situation. No matter how rough her life was physically, she's always had just a bright smile on her face and always been so warm and so encouraging. And the other thing that I've never seen waver is her faith. I kept pressing forward each and every day, knowing that Jesus was going to give me that strength, that he was going to be there for me. And he never let me down. He was there for me. Blood clots formed in her legs, which posed life-threatening issues. Doctors wanted to amputate both of her legs, but Emma refused. I never gave up. I kept praying and thanking God for my healing because I had that much faith in my Jesus to know that someday he was going to give me that healing. The night before Christmas Eve 2011, Emma fell out of her wheelchair. For eight hours, she lay on the floor in excruciating pain, crying out to Jesus for help. Emma says that Jesus came into her room and reached out to touch her. And what I saw was the most awesome white robe. I knew who that was. Our human eyes, we can't even hardly look at it. It's so bright white. I couldn't see it, but I could feel that left foot going from this position to this position. Jesus was straightening out that crooked foot. I knew my neck was being straightened, my spine was being straightened. That left hand that had been clenched fist for over 18 years. Jesus started to take those fingers and open them up. And I could take that hand and I could flex it and use my fingers. Jesus was now kneeling on one knee right beside me. And he extended his hand out to me, asking for mine. And then we stood up together. And even though the bones were sounding and cracking like crazy, he still had a hold of my hands. Then I knew I had to start walking and use his feet and legs. And I did. Just a few hours later, Emma's two sons and her grandchildren came over to celebrate Christmas Eve, unaware of the miracle their mother just experienced. And I could see down the hallway a little bit, and here she comes walking. And it's like, no way. I hadn't seen mom out of a wheelchair, I think, since my wedding in 1993. At that moment, everything I knew was different because, you know, she's supposed to be in the chair, but she's walking. And it was just a surreal moment seeing her walk. It's like, it's a miracle. There's, there's nothing else it could be. We kind of got through hugging my two sons, I went over and grabbed those two grandsons and I gave them a big hug for the first time in all those years. That night, Emma and her family were in awe of God's love and power as they celebrated her Christmas miracle. Emma says that being able to stand and walk on her own has changed her life forever. Although she still has RSD symptoms, she and her family believe that God is in control. 
Today with her son Jason, Emma joyfully shares her story of how Jesus heard her prayers and forever changed her life on Christmas Eve. You know, this is such a story of hope. This, this miracle is not just for my mom, not just for our family, but it's for everybody. Whatever difficulties people may be facing, there's always hope. Jesus has never let me down. He's always been there for me. In his word, he says that he will never leave us or forsake us. And I knew that, and I trust his word. I'm no longer the crooked lady with a broken body in the wheelchair. I'm known as the lady with a Christmas miracle. Isn't that a good story? That she's known as the Christmas miracle. You know, Jesus is our miracle, the miracle of life that we have. What a grand idea by the Lord to give us life and give it to us abundantly. And then we have to go through the tragedies of life, the trauma of life, and yet he always provides a way of escape. He always provides a hope, a healing. Even if we don't see the manifestation of it, we still can walk in faith, as we see in Hebrews 11. So they still believed and yet did not see what was promised. God has a way for us to enjoy and be full of joy and happiness in life because of the goodness. Look, we have eternal life. If there, there's, a, there's a message out there by a guy named Francis Chan. You can Google it on Facebook. Just put Francis Chan, C-H-A-N and type uh, rope, if you've never seen it, the word rope, and he tells the story of how our timeline here on earth is so small and eternity is so long. And I think that's what Paul tapped in. I know that's what Paul tapped in. He says, my present sufferings cannot compare to the surpassing glory that we have in Christ. And that's perspective. And I think as we move forward in life, we have to always have that perspective, eternal perspective. And so here's this miracle. This lady who's broken back, not able to do anything, and yet God supernaturally heals. Why he does sometimes and doesn't others, I don't always have that answer. I know that we're to believe for that, and I am so excited to hear this testimony on a certain day. So Christmas Eve will be the same for him always. For us, I said I told you I'd share my Christmas Eve story and I've told it before, but I had a dream when we were in our four, early 40s that we'd have another child. And, you know, you, you don't, you know, you're thinking, no, I don't know if I want another child right now. But God said, yes, and I did what Mary did. I said, be it done unto me according to your word. Me and my wife did, Susan. And we were blessed. And our son uh of promise, we called him Isaac because we were older. We weren't 90s like Abraham and Sarah, but we were older than the norm having children. Usually by your 40s, you're done. You're starting to raise your teenagers and you're getting ready for being grandparents uh, later as you earn your 50s and so forth. But the Lord commissioned it. He had a purpose in our son being born. And then when Susan was overdue, uh, two weeks at least, I think overdue, she was very large and in charge, as I say. Uh, she was getting quite large, uh, gained a lot of weight because he was overdue. And we had some prophets who gave us a word that his very day and time being born would be assigned to us. And so the days were coming and getting closer and closer to Christmas, and we didn't want to do that. One 
you know, we would like to be home with our baby and not celebrate with our family and not have to be in the hospital. But Christmas Eve came and we didn't like it for the doctors either. You know, they don't, I don't want a doctor to have to come out and work on a holiday, but we did. And we went to the hospital and I, I remember the doctor, she's a female doctor. And I looked at her and I said, man, were, ma'am, were you were doing anything tonight? She says, I was making pumpkin pies. She let me know she was not real happy, but she delivered. And I found out later she actually was a doctor that had done abortions. And I thought it was a prophetic picture. Here we were choosing life. And we had gotten bad reports from the doctors about uh, our son Isaac. And matter of fact, the OBGYN doctors had recommended us to do an abortion because they didn't feel like he'd be a normal child. And I remember this abortion doctor that uh, was delivering her. She wasn't that. She just did on uh, some on the side. It wasn't her normal thing. I, I was told this, and I remember her reading the report because she wasn't our normal doctor. She was just on call that night, and she looked at his report, and she saw all of it, and I saw her face look downcast. Now, we had already gotten in faith. The Lord told us it was going to be healthy, and nothing was going to wrong, but when I looked at her face, I thought, oh, no, now she's going to you know, be in fear. Next thing you know, she orders all these specialists into the room, uh, to be in the room at the delivery so that we would be comforted and have understanding of what's wrong with our child and da da da. And I, I can remember I said, no, I don't care what she's saying. I got a miracle on this Christmas Eve that God said we were going to have a normal child. We'd, we'd been taking communion every single day while she's pregnant. And because uh, God gave us a prophetic word to do that, and he would be made whole. We, we had that word from the Lord. So when Isaac was born at 931, 2131, you've heard me tell that story of Genesis 2131. And when he came out, I mean, he was absolutely normal. Uh, you know, all the digits there, everything was normal. He was very healthy. And I can remember that doctor, that female doctor, just waving those specialists out of the room, like, get out of here. We don't need you. And now she didn't know. She just probably thought, well, that was a misdiagnosis. We knew a miracle had happened. We'd had our Christmas Eve miracle. So this day I'll never forget, Christmas Eve. Uh, I realize it's not today, it's Sunday, but I want to celebrate this story uh, with this precious lady that shares it in this testimony we just played, but also rejoice with us at our miracle. And so Isaac Paul now turns 20 um, this Sunday, and uh, 20's redemption. And so I thank God that God has redeemed him and redeemed us and his purpose that God is faithful. So on this Shabbat Shalom, I am entering into that rest, the goodness of God. He was faithful to us, and he will be faithful to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you. And may the Lord give you his peace today. I bless you, and I say, let this be a great holiday for you, a great season to celebrate the goodness of God in the land of the living. We give thanks to you, Lord, today for this miracle what and the miracle we had as well. Amen. Amen. Well, Shabbat Shalom. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Well, thanks for listening today and each and every day. We're almost at the end of the year. So we want to thank you for helping us all year long with your giving and your support, listening to us, sharing this with your friends. It's such a blessing to us. Don't forget, you can give at the end of the year. We'll send out tax 
donation notices. Um, if you'll give at this time, just put on their podcast or you can put pipeline, you can put Christian center, whatever you like on your, your offering, but we're so grateful that it helps us keep this ministry going. Go to our website, christiancentersreport.com, or you can do it on our app. There's a give button there as well. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.